Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Full Power. Uh, we're doing another mini Bible study this morning. Uh, just had really good quiet time and uh, the Lord showed me some stuff that I wanted to share with you guys. If you're new to Full Power and not familiar with what we do, uh, basically what we do is we create opportunities through content and community for men to encounter the transforming power of Jesus. And uh, we trust that uh, his promise is true, that his word won't return void. So uh, we know that transformation and life change will happen today just by who's uh, encountering God's word. So anyway, appreciate you guys tuning in again. Stick around and we'll get right into the meat and potatoes after this. guys so much so thankful that you're here we've got uh, um, some really cool stuff here to go over um, I was kind of doing a little bit of study on repentance and it got a little bit Shanghai but I think it actually added more context to it once uh, kind of the Holy Spirit unpacked it and showed me some other verses here so all that to say um, we're gonna be in 2nd Samuel today and we're gonna be just briefly in Psalm 51 um, so let me go ahead and read uh, let me read our passage in 2 Samuel. It's going to be 2 Samuel 12 um, verses 13 through 23. So that's 2 Samuel uh, 12 verses 13 through 23 and it says this. Uh, and just to give you a little background story. So um, if you guys know the story of David, he had uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba. Then she, he sent uh, her husband out on the front lines of the war basically to have him killed, he was killed. And uh, then Nathan, the prophet, confronts David about his sin. David gets very um, upset about the sin, not knowing that he's the one that committed the sin. And then Nathan says, you're that guy, you're the one that committed the sin. And that's where we kind of um, jump back into the story because that's where David, we're starting to see the repentance and the grief that he feels. So uh, let's dive in there in verse 13, it says, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house. And the Lord afflicted the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became sick. David therefore sought God on behalf of the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. Now then... How then can we say to him, the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David understood that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, is the child dead? They said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. He then went into his own house and then he asked, they brought him food before him and he ate. Then his servants said to him, what is this thing that you have done? 
You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. So um, let's kind of unpack that. That's a really, really deep kind of passage. So um, basically, we kind of journey through a few different steps of the process. So what, what we're really digging into is accepting the consequences of our sin today. So uh, we live in a fallen world uh, where, you know, we've got causes, we've got effects. So one thing causes another. And oftentimes when there's sin, there's actually consequences for that sin. And in this particular story uh, narrative, David is notified by Nathan, the prophet, that indeed there are going to be consequences. The child is going to die because of the sin that he committed with Bathsheba. So all that to say, we have consequences in our lives too. Um, you know, um, let's let's take uh, you know um, maybe maybe there's an accountant and the accountant you know steals millions and millions of dollars, a large amount, and uh, <clears throat> it comes out that he had stolen the money, and uh, you know he's just waiting to hear what the what the punishment's going to be, what the verdict's going to be. Um, so that's kind of the place where we find where we find David. You know, we know what the punishment is, especially, for, you know, for the accountant or whatever. He's going to have some kind of uh, fine. He's going to have to pay it back. He's probably going to do some jail time. And so this is this is kind of where we find David. He, he's, he's struggling with accepting uh, the consequences of his sin. So um, let's kind of look at the progression here as it un unfolds. The first part is we acknowledge that we've sinned against God. Um, David does this in verse 13. It says, I have sinned against the Lord. That's, that's David talking to Nathan. So that's the first part. We have to acknowledge that we've sinned against God. Uh, we don't sweep it under the rug. We don't kind of poo-poo it away. We acknowledge that we have sinned. We owned up to what we've done. Um, and then the second part, we're actually going to kick over here. I think I got my place marked to, uh, Psalm 51. Yep. And, uh, um, if you guys don't know, 2 Samuel 12, where we are kind of doing our meat and potatoes study, um, it goes hand in hand with Psalm 51 because Psalm 51, I'll read you the first kind of like subheader about it. It says, to the choir master, a Psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. So this is the Psalm that David wrote um, about that season when he was journeying through uh, the process of accepting the consequences of his sin and repenting. Um, and uh, so the first part was acknowledge, right? So we acknowledge. The second part is actually repent. And there's two parts to repentance. We have the idea, the, the word um, in Hebrew actually goes back and has kind of like two parts. It's got a part that, that kind of means grief, and that's got a part that also means to turn away from. So the grief part we can see right here, uh, Psalm 51, verse 17, it says, this is David speaking, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. So he's saying, I'm, I'm contrite. I'm sorry. I have grief for my sin. I'm genuinely in anguish. And I think, um, you know, you guys can tell me if, if I'm alone in this, but I tend to think I'm probably not. But 
I, I oftentimes when I'm in a place where I know I need to repent of sin that I'm, that I'm actively engaging in, I'll go before God and I'll acknowledge the sin. But then when it comes to the point of actually like internalizing it and grieving over it, that's when I'm not able to really, I guess, have that emotional connection with the severity of my sin to the point where I genuinely feel sorrow and anguish that I wronged God um, by sinning. And um, I, honestly, as we sit here today, guys, I, I don't know how that comes about. I just know that um, kind of the only way I've found to get to that point is just to sit before God in a, in a humble position of repentance for as long as it takes until, um, until he changes my heart to where I am grieved as he is grieved over my sin. So, um, that's where David is right here. He got there. Um, verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. So he's there, he's got a contrite heart. And then the second part we talked about is, is turn away. That's, that's the one that, um, you know, I think uh, of those two parts, that's probably, I guess, the easier one um, because there's either you're doing the activity or you're not doing the acti activity. So you're sinning or you're not sinning. It's, it's kind of a kind of clear cut thing. So uh, we see David doing this in verse 10. So Psalm 51, verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So that's this idea of, He's like, I don't want to be the way I was before. I know you're the change agent. You're the one that transforms, not me, Lord. So please create a clean heart within me. Renew a right spirit. Um, so he's asking God to empower him to turn away from his sin. So that's the repentance. So we acknowledge our sin. We repent from it. So let's kick back over to um, 2 Samuel and we'll kind of continue to dig in. Uh, so the next part is... Um, as we're accepting the consequences of our sin, we have to get in God's presence. Um, David does this in verse 16. I'll read it again. So 2 Samuel 12, verse 16, it says, David therefore sought God. So that means he, he got in God's presence. He made himself accessible. Um, and, uh, he didn't, he didn't just, uh, pass it by. He made time. He took effort. He put in, he put in the work. Um, and so David therefore sought God. Um, that's the idea of we're getting in God's presence. So we acknowledge, we repent, we put ourselves in a position in God's presence. And then while we're in God's presence is the next part. We actually humble ourselves before God. And we see um, David does this in the second part of that verse. So the first part was David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. And then it says, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So he went in and he laid on the ground. He fasted. He wasn't eating. Um, and this is, uh, this is David's um, way of positioning himself as um, in, in the position of humility. So our takeaway is we have to um, put ourselves in a place where we are repentant and then we're also humbled. Um, that can be through fasting. That can be through, uh, since he laid on the earth, you know, whatever that is um, that puts you in a position where you have a humble spirit, that's what you need to be about and that's what you need to be doing. So we humble ourselves 
and then it goes on. Um, and we actually ask for, ask for mercy. So, um, this is, this is where we're kind of, um, talking to God. We've accepted the fact that, you know, we have sinned, there's consequence for our sin. Now we're actually, um, asking God, uh, for mercy, uh, so that we don't have the inevitable, uh, consequence come and hit us. So, uh, we see this, um, uh, let's see, um, in 16a, and I'm going to read that again. So, uh, David therefore sought God. And then this is the part we're talking about, about on behalf of the child. So he sought God on behalf of the child. And what that's kind of explaining to us is that he is interceding for that child that has just been born and saying, God, look, I know you told me that because of my sin, this child is going to die, but I'm seeking you on behalf of this child. I'm asking you to have mercy on me, on this child, on the mother. Um, I'm asking for mercy on behalf of this child. So um, in our lives, we have to do that same thing. We have to go before God and we have to say, uh, Heavenly Father, you are sovereign. Uh, your will be done. And we know that we deserve this consequence. And Heavenly Father, just we ask for mercy. If, if it is all possible, please withhold this consequence from us. And um, it, it's important too, and you've probably heard a lot of different pastors say it, and it's, it's absolutely right. Um, grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. And mercy is God withholding what we do deserve. Um, so when we seek mercy, we're asking God to withhold the consequences of our sin that we do deserve. Um, and that's what David's doing here. So, uh, we acknowledged our sin. We repented. Um, we got in God's presence. We put ourselves in a position of humility, and now we're asking for mercy. We're asking for God's mercy. So the next part is we don't relent. We don't give up. We don't stop. We don't take our foot off the gas. And we can kind of see this, uh, check my notes here. Um, verse 18. So, uh, second Samuel 12, verse 18 um, is where we see this. It says, on the seventh day, the child died. So that indicates to us that David's been on the ground in a position of humility, fasting for seven days. Um, so he did not stop. He sought God's face on behalf of the child for mercy for seven days. Um, you know, for, for our particular circumstance, it might be seven hours. It might be seven weeks. It might be seven years. It might be 77 years. Um, all that to say is you don't stop asking God for mercy. Um, that's our part in, in this process of accepting the consequences of our sin. So um, he didn't give up. He didn't stop. He continued to see God's face. And then, um, then we kind of get here in the story that the child does pass away. So the child dies. Uh, the consequence has come to pass. God did not decide to extend mercy um, for this particular sin that David committed. And now this kind of helps us understand and get a glimpse into how do we actually move forward with accepting uh, the consequence when it does come to pass. So um, in verse 20, it kind of unpacks that for us. So let me read that. Um, verse 20 says, then David arose. Um, actually, let me back up. Um, Let's do 19 because that kind of sets the stage. 
But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David understood that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, is the child dead? They said, he is dead. So the consequences happened. Um, now this is David's response to the consequence. Verse 20, then David arose from the earth and washed and, excuse me, and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. He then went to his own house. And when he asked, they set food before him and he ate. So <clears throat> at first, at first reading, you can just kind of, um, miss the heart of David here and think that he was just simply seeking God's face for his own uh, benefit, which would be to have mercy bestowed upon him. And then as soon as it wasn't, he just went about his, his daily life. And that's actually not what's, what's happening here. David's heart um, is in agreement with God. So that's the difference. You can either be opposed and just say, fine, Lord, if you didn't extend mercy to me, fine, you know, and kind of have a bitter heart about it. But David's heart is in agreement with God, and that's why he's able to move on. Um, and he's actually accepting God's plan and God's will and God's purpose for this. And what does he do? Uh, the first thing he does is it says, um, and he went into the house of the Lord and he worshiped. So that's what we need to do. When the consequence comes to pass, when the accountant, you know, gets uh, the jail time, gets the hefty fine, whatever, whatever the consequence is, our immediate response needs to be, it's time to worship. It's time to acknowledge that God is sovereign. We are not and to worship him for that. And so he, he immediately goes and he worships and then he moves on and he continues on with his life. And again, it, I think it's so important that we continue to drive it home. It's not a continuing on with life, just like, okay, fine, it's done. It's a, all right, I'm in agreement with God. We're going to move forward. There's still pain, there's still sorrow, and we're moving forward through this. So we worship, we continue on. <clears throat> and the last part is, uh, when, when he was asked about it down here in verse 22, um, the servants actually back in 21, then the servants said to him, what is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and you ate. And he said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept for I said, and this is the key part, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live. And that's the key for us. We always have to remember that the Lord can choose to be merciful and extend grace to, toward us um, in our circumstances. He can withhold um, uh, the consequences of our sin and he can choose to let them play out. And it's important for us to not take one instance and accept that as the way it's always going to take place. Sometimes the Lord may choose to extend mercy and you'll have a reprieve from those consequences. And sometimes like David, the consequences are going to play out and you simply have to uh, accept that God is sovereign and acknowledge him, worship him, and then continue on with your life and continue on with him. So it's important that we don't kind of take that and say, okay, we're always going to have mercy or we're not always going to have mercy. No, it's going to be a 
case by case kind of basis with God. So um, kind of to summate and wrap everything up, I just wanted to kind of go back through what we talked about, the different kind of steps. Um, first one was to acknowledge our sin. So when we're, when we're in the process of coming to terms with the consequences for the sin that we've committed coming toward us, um, we have to acknowledge it. We've sinned against God. We are the, the culprit, I guess, if you will. We're the ones that created the problem. We sinned. So we acknowledge the sin. Next, we repent. We turn away from and we have a, a genuine sorrow and grief over what we've done. Uh, it's not some flip of the switch kind of thing. Genuine repentance is a hard place to get to, like we talked about. It's, it's an emotional place to get to, and oftentimes it takes time, and it takes a very, very tender heart. And to get to that place of tender heart, the next thing was humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves so that we're not allowing any kind of pride or anything else stand in our way from having that connection with God and to seek his face in humility, to repent of what we've done, and then the next thing, to ask for mercy. And that's where I think we all miss it so many times. I, um, I think for me personally, um, a lot of times I'll just accept the consequence to be like, man, I messed up and you know what? Here come the consequences. And oftentimes I forget to get on my face before God and say, Heavenly Father, this, this I have sinned against you if, if it is your will, please, if there is a way, withhold this consequence from me. And oftentimes I don't do that. I just accept the, the negative consequence, um, you know, and try to power through it. And that's not the example that God gives us here in his word. He wants us to ask for mercy. So make sure that we ask for mercy. The next question step is we don't actually stop. We continue on. David was on his face fasting for seven days straight. So don't give up, don't stop. Next, we accept God's outcome. Whatever he decides to do, whether it's extend mercy or allow the consequence to play out, we accept that. And immediately on the heels of accepting that, what we do is we worship. That's exactly what David did. He put his clothes on, he got cleaned up from laying on the ground in the dirt, and he went to the house of God and he worshiped. He put his heart in a right position to understand God's sovereignty, and he did that through worship. So we worship, and then we simply continue on, um, and not from a place of uh, dismissing our sin and dismissing the, the consequence that we just experienced, but we continue on uh, from a repentant, humbled heart where we're actually changed and different and transformed because we work that time out with God. Um, and that's where the true... Um, beauty and benefit come from. So um, again, once we commit sin and there's consequence on the horizon, um, there's a journey that we go through. And we learn that in 2 Samuel 12, uh, 13 through 23 today, as well as Psalm 51. Um, I hope this was good for you guys. I know it really blessed me. Um, and that's why I was uh, excited to share it with you guys. Um, leave some comments in the um, box below. Um, let us know kind of what your thoughts are. Um, if you guys have journeyed through anything like that, if there's a story that you'd want to share with us, um, a testimony that would bless other guys, uh, let us know um, because we're always looking for Jesus stories to give him glory and uh, make his name famous. So um, 
connect with us that way, guys. And as always, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you could please subscribe um, and then click the bell icon and also like the video that helps the algorithms out there to uh, actually prioritize our content so um, that other guys can uh, experience it as well because uh, there is a lot of content out there and um, we wanna make sure that uh, we're doing our best to reach the guys that uh, God wants us to reach. So anyway, um, guys, let me pray over us and uh, um, then we'll close out. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Uh, thank you for King David, a man after your own heart. Um, Lord, we just uh, thank you for just uh, the transparency of his life. He, he had he had major victories and, and major failures, Lord. And um, oftentimes it feels like we're in that same boat. And sometimes it even feels like uh, the failures are more prevalent than the victories, Lord. But we just uh, know that um, when, when we do sin, uh, that you're faithful to forgive us, and we thank you for that. Um, and that there's also um, the opportunity for mercy, uh, that you uh, can choose to withhold consequences for our sin. Um, and Lord, we thank you for that. And we thank you for the times you do show mercy in that, that capacity. And Lord, we also thank you for the times that you don't extend mercy uh, in that capacity, because we know that uh, your word says that um, you work all things to your to good, to our good, um, for those who love you and are called according to your purposes. And, and we love you and we're called according to your purpo purposes, Lord. So uh, we just ask that uh, you continue to watch over us, uh, keep us from sin so we don't even have to journey through this part of the process, Lord. But uh, we know that we uh, are battling the world and spiritual warfare and our own flesh. And um, Lord, uh, we know that... Uh, we're going to stumble and we're going to fall and we're going to sin. And we just ask that uh, as the consequences come, that we uh, stand with you uh, with a humble heart, with a repentant heart, and uh, that you uh, um, see us through those times. We thank you for that. In Christ's name, amen. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, uh, you're loved, you're sent, and uh, make sure you come back for uh, some more good uh manly content from Full Power Ministries, and we'll catch you on the next video. God bless.